chupacabra literally means goat sucker in Spanish. (laughs) The name comes from the creature's affinity for attacking livestock and draining them of their blood. W. Hayden Blackman, author of Field Guide to North American Monsters, said that the chupacabra is covered in glossy matted hair and has a feral face. Its long limbs, which end in massive claws, can propel the monster across any terrain, but it is the creature's powerful bat-like wings that allow it to migrate huge distances. I wonder what it is about cryptids and bat-like wings. Like, mm, maybe a vampire thing. Yeah, right. Uh, cryptids are, I mean, not cryptids. The chupacabra especially is influenced by vampires. Oh, re- oh yeah, the blood sucking, huh? Mm-hmm. Mm. Some people trace it back to the mocha vampire in the 1970s, but basically the only commonality is they kill livestock. Nope. So, <laughs> And we know a lot of people that do that. Yeah. Compared to cryptids like Bigfoot, there are a ton of inconsistencies in the way the chupacabra is described. Cryptozoologist Lauren Coleman said, It is intriguing that a relatively small number of sightings of an upright, gray, spiky-haired primate in Puerto Rico morphed into a widespread misidentification of four-legged, usually black and brown dogs, foxes, coyotes, and other canids with or without mange, living or dead, as chupacabras. Hmm. So the first chupacabra sightings were in Puerto Rico around 1995. Residents in the small towns of Orocovis Morovis discovered that their farm animals had apparently been drained of their blood through small puncture wounds. There are all kinds of predators that will attack goats or sheep if they get the chance, but there's something about these attacks that just got people on edge. Rumors were swirling about an undiscovered beast going on a goat-sucking rampage. Hey! Hey. Sounds like me last weekend, (laughs) Just kidding. Definitely not. No, definitely not goats, anyway. (laughs) But I feel like, uh, like, farm people and country people, they know what animal attacks look like. Like, they're, they're around animals so often they're like oh that's a wolf oh that's a bear attack and so i feel like having them say this is unusual this is not a normal animal attack has a lot of credence perhaps but we'll actually get to that (laughs) i will definitely cover what does and doesn't make them resemble other animal attacks so within months everybody was talking about the chupacabra it was full-on chupamania There are dozens and dozens of eyewitness accounts from Puerto Ricans in the mid to late 90s, but I'm mostly going to focus on Madeline Tolentino, who was the first person to allegedly see the chupacabra. August 1995, Tolentino was helping her mother move when she noticed a vehicle parking outside her house. Tolentino looked out the window and saw that the man driving the car was frightened. His eyes opened wide and he started backing out. Suddenly, she caught sight of a creature walking on two hind legs. When the creature saw the car, it became apprehensive and moved in front of Tolentino's window where she got a good look at it. The creature was three to four feet tall with short hair and bulging gray eyes. At this point, Tolentino got down on the floor to... Get this. See if it had any genitals. This is the first thing you got to do. That's her first instinct. Yeah, you see a monster, you got to look for the balls. 
else. Yeah. You never know. You got to make know. sure. Yeah. Because, you know, if it doesn't have genitals, that's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's exactly what it had. It had nothing at all. It was plain and sealed. So, so <laughs> Plain and sealed. <laughs> so she's down on the floor in front of this window and she looks over at her mom laughing and says, what the heck is this? Does it defecate through its mouth after it eats? <laughs> I love this woman. Her thought process is just like, okay, there's a monster outside. First thing, no junk. Okay, no junk. Second thing, how does it poop? What's its gender? How do we know? This is really confusing. So suddenly it drew its arms back into an attack position. (laughs) Yeah, ready to go. He's like, don't you dare look at my genitals, my lack thereof. I see you peeking. I'm embarrassed about it. I'm a eunuch. I am clean and sealed, okay? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what you got going on down there, but it's definitely nasty. (laughs) So it revealed three long fingers on each hand. In shock, Tolentino screamed, My God! Her mother ran outside and chased the creature into the woods, and Tolentino said she saw it hop away like a kangaroo, and several spines were protruding from its back. Like Joaquin Phoenix in that new Joker trailer. Have you seen it? Oh, my God. That was so good. Right? I really want to see that movie. I'm excited. I'm like, okay, DC, you you failed with all your other chances. Everything. It looked like... <laughs> I think this one's Sony instead of DC's usual studio. That makes sense. That mm-hmm. makes sense because it looks like it actually has vision. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. I also was going to say, can we hear it for badass moms who's just like, oh, baby, I got this. Get out of here. Yeah, badass Latino moms. <laughs> right? They can take care of a chupacabra like that. I feel like I've told the story on here before of my grandma just like chasing bears away in Alaska with a broom and like a jar of pennies. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I think you did say something about that. It's yes. fantastic. But the chupacabra could not be contained to the island of Puerto Rico. Oh, no. Soon there were chupacabra sightings spread all over Mexico and other countries in Latin America. And we'll find out more. But first, let's listen to Chupacabra versus Batman by Messer Chups. Yes, how relevant. Oh, my God. How relevant. <laughs> How fun was that? Shouldn't every song have sound effects like that at the end? Yes. I know I say this every other show, but it always deserves to be said. Camille is our musical curator, and she is so on point all the time. Oh, so sweet. Well, we were talking about the chupacabra and how the sightings were spreading, and uh, the Rise in sightings actually prompted a team of scientific investigators to seek out the beast. Seek out the beast. Find the beast. Beauty of the beast. Do you even lift? (laughs) Lift, bruh. (laughs) So according to a 1996 issue of the Skeptical Inquirer magazine, the team staked out uh, farmyards where the goat sucker reportedly struck. The goat sucker, I just, every time you say that. It's a really weird translation. Like, I wonder if it is any less suggestive in Spanish. It sounds like a great insult, though. Get out of here, you goat sucker. Yeah, you goat sucker. You son of a biscuit-eating bulldog. (laughs) So they staked out these farmhouses, and wild dogs were actually caught each time. A police official remarked, I don't know about the rest of Mexico or the rest of the world, but here... The goat suckers are just dogs. <laughs> there is a huge psychosis. You see it everywhere. <laughs> wait, 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 wait a minute. So you mean to tell me the goat suckers are dogs? <laughs> yeah, for the most part, 
it seems like, <laughs> at least in this part of Mexico, they were just dogs. And a lot of people think that the patchy gray fur that everybody talks about, it's just mange. They had mange. Mange, and, you know, they were hungry. So just... you mean that, that spiky matted hair monkey was just a monkey? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, we'll get to that, too, you see. <laughs> there are several theories on the origin of the chupacabra, and they are all insane. Let's get into it. Some say the chupacabra is an alien or a descendant of dinosaurs that remained hidden for centuries in the El Yunque rainforest. Like Nessie. Like Nessie or Jurassic Park. <laughs> if, um, yeah. <laughs> this week's episode brought to you by sound effects and screeching we just love screeching it's really fun one group of paranormal investigators tried to say that the chupacabra was one of 20 or more beings that descended to earth to conduct experiments with human blood to produce blood viruses aimed at eliminating humanity i like that one now yeah. wait I, we could go somewhere with this, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. I think the chupacabras are like, because we, we all know the greys are, you know, co- doing experiments with mm-hmm. humans. Naturally. So, yeah, obviously. Right? So maybe the chupacabra is like their devil dog. Like it's like a, mm. it's like a pet to the greys that they send down to suck. I don't know why they need goat blood. It's like, yeah, like a bloodhound or something. Yeah, go right? sniff them out. Go, go get us some blood back. And they suck it up and they bring it back in their blood sacks and then the greys <laughs> suck it out and use it for experiments. Fantastic. Yeah, I think we're I, getting somewhere. I think we are getting somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Or they could um, be making the earth available for alien colonialization. Oh, my God. That's part it of the theory. It's like, enough. <laughs> but I mean... Is our planet really that ripe for colonialization now with all of the global warming going on? I think we've already hit our quota with colonialization. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're just afraid of someone doing the same thing to us. Like, oh, no. What if space invaders come and treat us as badly as we treated (laughs) natives in every other part of the land we colonized? They're like, who's more powerful than us? <laughs> Gotta be aliens. Gotta we be aliens. stole all the power that already existed on this planet. <laughs> Someone with technology better than ours so that, <laughs> that we can get completely decimated. And I, for one, welcome our alien overlords. Yes. yes. Come. Come here. Slay. Come to this studio. We would love to have you on the show. We'll keep, we could give you the call-in number, mm-hmm. aliens. If you're out there, if you're listening, <laughs> give us a call. We'll have you on air. It'll be sick. Slay, Gray. <laughs> Slay, Gray. <laughs> Researcher John Downs for the Center of Fordian Zoology chalked up the Puerto Rican chupacabra attacks to starving mongooses. <laughs> there are some really interesting theories behind the chupacabra, and this is one of my favorites. He explains that in the mid-1990s, there was an explosion in the rat population, which in turn made the mongoose population spike because they're the rat's natural predator in Puerto Rico. And as the rats died out, the mongooses didn't, so they had to turn to alternative food sources. He says that the fact that the chupacabra hysteria died down at the end of the 90s is proof of his theory. And I think it's like a solid reasoning for part of it, at least. Yeah, you know, Um, is it mongoose? Mongoose? It says mongooses. (laughs) It should be a flock of mongoose. A flock of (laughs) mongoose. I'll also say that I don't know if a Freudian cryptozoologist is the most interesting or the least interesting conversation (laughs) you'll ever have. Oh, definitely the most interesting. 
The chupacabra attacks also share many traits with coyote attacks, obviously. They grab the livestock by the neck and leave puncture wounds. Uh, God, coyotes are savage. I didn't know they strangle yeah. there. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, they usually die of either suffocation or shock. Many of these chupacabra descriptions would make sense if they were coyotes. And uh, chupacabra believers will concede that cows and goats do get killed by predators all the time. Mm-hmm. However... They would argue that what makes these killings distinct is the element of vampirism. So, like, what predator could possibly drain all of this blood from these animals? Right. Because in all Mm -hmm. these cases, there's no trace of blood. There's no puddles of blood. There's no blood on the carcasses. Correct? They're sucked clean. At least that's what people would have you believe. Perhaps these animals only appear to be drained of blood. This is I didn't actually get this from anywhere. This is my theory. When something dies, its heart can't pump blood, so instead of circulating through the body, gravity sets in and blood pools at the bottom of the corpse, producing a purplish-red discoloration of the skin, known as liver mortis. So from above, the animal might look pale and anemic, but plenty of blood could actually still be in there. Wow. Okay, first of all... Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Second of all, we're coming to here solving all the cryptic. <laughs> Mystery solved. Mystery solved. Shoo, shoo. Oh. And the chupacabra would have gotten away with it, too, if it weren't for you meddling kids. And that dumb dog. We need a dog. Oh, we should get a dog. I feel like... Oh, wait, no. Shouts out to uh, my girlfriend's dog, Flapjack and Omar Flapjack. and Perla. They are the dogs oh, in my life. That's so, so cute. Uh, I want a dog named Flapjack. <laughs> <laughs> so we we do have show mascots dogs. Yeah. They're just obviously never here. Um, mm-hmm. Should we roll into some more music? Yeah, let's get another uh, Chupacabra song going. This is Chupacabra by Ola Ghost. Hey! All All right. right. (laughs) So that was just a a little promo for the show, The Bus Down. They will be after us starting at 2 p.m. So stay tuned if that's the kind of stuff you like. Yeah. And here's a reminder. You're listening to Grim Creepers. I'm Camille. I'm Inez. And we're still talking about the chupacabra. (laughs) Is that racist if I do it? I don't know. Anyway. Uh, We'll cut that out. We'll move on. (laughs) Okay. So Dr. David Morales, a Puerto Rican veterinarian, conducted about 300 autopsies on alleged chupacabra victims and found that none of these animals had actually been entirely drained of blood. (laughs) It's what people say, but these attacks were way more consistent with attacks by wild dogs, birds, or rhesus monkeys which is a monkey native to yeah puerto rico yeah and they love peanut butter they just slather it all over themselves yeah and apparently blood too (laughs) (laughs) painting blood on their faces like war paint oh Oh, hardcore monkeys so um (laughs) remember the chupacabra sighting i described by madeline tolentino yes the uh no junk poops out its mouth yeah Yeah. poops out its mouth uh stands in front of a window spikes on its back well, clean and sealed down in the in the nether region. Well, she might not be so credible either because Lauren Coleman, the cryptozoologist we talked about earlier, thinks that her description bears considerable similarities to the movie Species, <laughs> which opened in Puerto Rico in the summer of 95. <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah, 
Coleman says if you look at the date which the movie opened, you'll see that it overlaps with the first explosion of reports there. Then you compare the images of the creature character Sill, and you will see the unmistakable spikes out of the back that match those first images of the chupacabras in 95. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow, wow, wow. Busted. Um, oh, but you know what? If we're going to go the John Keel route about that, mm-hmm. maybe the Chupacabra does exist as a tulpa. So people saw this movie, they got it in their mind, they're hearing other accounts, and that brings it to life. Ooh. Yeah. I, I love John Keel because it makes anything true if you just think <laughs> it's a tulpa. I love it. Yeah. Irrefutable. You're kind of right in the fact that this was. Sort of a mass hysteria, which fueled the hunt for the chupacabra, only made worse by tabloids and wild speculation. Yeah, like the Skeptical Inquirer, which, you know, <laughs> seems like it would be better than the National Inquirer. Yeah, at yeah. At least um, for skeptics <laughs> like me. Uh Benjamin Radford is one supernatural skeptic who points out that the chupacabra didn't become a global phenomenon until it appeared in a segment of Christina, a popular Spanish language talk show. After the episode aired in March of 1996, sightings of the chupacabra spread from Puerto Rico to the rest of um, Latin America uh, and also Spanish-speaking areas in the United States. He writes, The most likely explanation is not that the creatures were suddenly more likely to be sighted because a newspaper story was published or a TV show aired, but instead that people were more aware of the creatures, were expecting to see them, and interpreted any unusual event or sighting as the monster they just heard about. Blame it on the chupacabra. (laughs) Blame it on the chup. It's What's all- up, Choop? <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. I didn't, I didn't knock over all the wood piles in the backyard. It was the chupacabra. It was the chupacabra. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it definitely wasn't wild dogs. You nope. Know? Oh, no. Nope. <laughs> I know there's a lot of wild dogs around here, but definitely not. There's no blood. No blood. Well, that ends my chupacabra mythos. My, oh, thank you, thank you. The crowd goes wild. <sighs> <laughs> we don't have to live in fear of the chupacabra anymore. We are on it with the sound effects today. I yes. think so too. So should we move on then? Let's, uh, let's go right. Let's go right ahead. Circle back around to these doppelgangers. So I do want to say I have not seen us yet. I'm not going to spoil anything. If anything that I do read about has any similarities to the movie. It's not on purpose. Uh, it's probably just uh, evil doppelgangers have been a lot around for a long time. So mm-hmm. a lot of the ideas tend to be the same. Um, but also don't spoil it for me. So if you see me in the streets, don't be like, hey, because uh, I have <laughs> not seen it yet. I'll give you a little background info on this here before I get into the actual story. Doppelgangers have been around. A lot of like e- ancient Egyptian and Native American cultures have ideas of like the spirit double, which really isn't sinister. It has a lot more to do with your soul manifesting itself within or without your body. Now, the idea of evil doppelgangers uh, is a little bit different. So there's two things. There's what's called a dead ringer, and that's somebody that looks exactly like you or pretty darn close to you. That's a different person. You know, there's like, what, 8 billion people on the planet Earth. So it's just someone that's like a doppelganger, someone that looks like you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that that's a totally different person. It's German for double walker. And so that's something that's an aberration. It's not it's not another human being. It's a different version of yourself. 
Imagine this. Mm-hmm. You get home from a long day at work. You throw your stuff down and head for the bathroom. Okay, I'm heading for the bathroom. I'm <laughs> so, walking. I lift the need, seat up. You need that post-work bowel movement, you know, mm-hmm. really get it going. Uh, essentially, you're waiting for your mom to come over. She's going to help you with your taxes. So you go to change your clothes in the bathroom, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then you get some knocks on the door of the bathroom. First, they're kind of light. And you're like, is my mom here? Do I leave the front door open? Then they get like really loud and heavy. You're like, okay, my mom is here and she's pissed that I left the door unlocked. <laughs> So you open the door and you see your mother standing there, um, but she's just staring at you. Hey, mom, what's, what's going on? You're all right? She's staring at you. Um, so she didn't make start... it in time. She needed to use the bathroom yeah, and she's, she's just, just like, like appalled. Get like... out of my way. <laughs> and so you're just like start to feel super uneasy. Like she's not really moving and you're like, hey, mom. Um, and then you hear a knock on the front door. And you hear, hey, baby, I'm here. Let me in. Um, And so you hear her voice. You look at your mother who's standing right in front of you. And her lips start to curl into a sinister smile. Uh, She immediately turns and walks right into your bedroom. You're super freaked out. You run to the front door. Let your mom in. Tell her what's going on. There's someone in my bedroom. She looked just like you. you. You guys go into your bedroom together. There's nobody there. And there's also no way out of your bedroom. The windows all have screens. And if she left via the door, she would have to walk past you again. So I think that's a great little intro to the idea of a doppelganger. It's pretty chilling. Real spooky, right? I I wish I could remember where I heard the story. um, But I did also hear a similar one where this person walked and saw their grandma just sitting in their closet and then they, they pass their grandma sitting downstairs, like in the kitchen, mm-hmm. and then they go up and they see their grandma sitting in their closet, just As like staring do. there. Right? It's just like, what the? What? <laughs> um, I have another one. Go, shoot, shoot. Yeah, right? <laughs> You're not needed here. I already have a grandma. We're going to start with some of the more famous stories. Uh, and also, we're going to go a little bit in time order. So in 1603, Queen Elizabeth I walks into her chamber to see herself laying in her own bed. Um, and the version of her that she sees is sickly and dying. Um, so another big thing about doppelgangers is people say that it's a bad omen. It means impending doom. Mm. So a lot of people that have seen their doppelganger have either died or had other bad circumstances happen to them. Kind of like kill your double. It's like, you, there can't be two of us. Yeah, this town right? ain't big enough for the two of us. Oh my God. Okay. So she dies soon after that. And then we can jump uh, over to Russia in 1796. Catherine the Great has a very similar experience. She's sleeping in bed and her guards come to wake her up because there's someone in the throne room. And when she walks in, it's herself. Mm. And once again, this version of herself does not look good. Um, And actually, she yells at her guards to shoot at her. Um, but none of the bullets hit her and she just kind of like vanished into thin air. Creepy. Right? I thought Rasputin was the scariest thing to come out of Russia, but mm, it's a close contender. Still is. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh my God. Rasputin? 
whoo, like that story. I love that story. Yeah. And I, I would talk about it here, but honestly, the last podcast on the left has a three-part episode about Rasputin. It might even be four parts, and it is so good. Also, oh, that's delectable. <laughs> right? Oh, my God. It's amazing. And then Hardcore History, which was like the first podcast I ever listened to, uh, he has an amazing five-part series on World War One, And within that, he talks a lot about Rasputin and that whole thing. Yes. Subtle plug. Go check those out if that's the type of stuff you like. Circling back to doppelgangers. Mm -hmm. uh, another really famous occurrence was in 1860 with Abraham Lincoln. Um, so it was during his first election. He sits down after like a long day of whatever it is that he did Presidenting. Back then. Presidenting. Try trying to stop a civil war. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he sits down and he looks in the mirror and he sees two of him staring back. One is him as he is right now. And the other one looks sickly and frail and dying. And then he asks his wife about it, who apparently is like, she knows all about omens. And she was like, this means you're going to get elected for a second term, but you're not going to live through it. And sure enough. <sighs> sure enough. If only the doppelganger could have showed up at the theater, then maybe the doppelganger could have gotten shot. Yeah. How can then, we make these work for us? Yeah. You know, just kind of a decoy. Right. Throw off the trail of John Wilkes Booth. Change the course of history. Or like in high school, high school me would be like, how can I get you to go to class for me? <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, God, I would love that. I just uh, want a doppelganger to do all my chores for me. I always dreamed about having a twin. Or like, yeah. oh, well, I watched a lot of Sister Sister, too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. Another, another one that I really like is uh john wolfgang van goeth he was a german writer and poet and this one i think is really cool so one day he's riding his horse down a path and he sees someone riding towards him as they get closer he realizes that it is him although wearing different clothes hmm. so but they just kind of have this like occurrence riding past each other and uh, he doesn't think about it until years later when he's riding a horse the opposite way down the path and he remembers the time that he was riding before and then he realizes he is wearing the clothes <sighs> that he was wearing when he saw himself the time before. Like a little time loop. <laughs> right? Isn't that so cool? Yeah. Oh, I love that one. All right. And so another one, another really detailed occurrence was in 1845. Uh, this woman named Emily... Sage. Um, so she was a 32-year-old teacher from France, um, but she had moved to Latvia to do some teaching there. They looked at her record and they realized that she had taught at 19 schools within the last 16 years. Um, but she was a great teacher, so they're kind of wondering, oh, maybe something weird's going on there, whatever, we'll hmm. give you a shot. But they realized soon that uh, there was a very real reason why the other schools had gotten rid of her. Um, oh, yeah? So I'll preface this by saying Emily never actually saw any of this happen. But everyone at the school did. And they all... Uh, now... We, we talked about this word last week on the show. Corroborated? Corroborate. Wait, yes. I asked my roommate who's an English major, uh, shout out to Megan, and she she told me, corroborate. 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 Co Corroborating <laughs> is I still, I think, a very valid pronunciation. They was corroborating yeah. the story. A and baby. Then, <laughs> and then they saw the doppelganger. Okay. Um, the first occurrence of any weird goings on mm -hmm. um, was she's, she's just at the blackboard writing and suddenly an aberration of an exact copy appears next to her, just simply mimicking her movements. It, it disappears soon after. 
Um, and that was the first time that anyone saw this. So the students reported this to like other teachers and said, oh, that was kind of weird. Yeah. <laughs> so the second time it happened, she's eating lunch in the lunch hall. And then the apparition again appears behind her standing up and again, just mimicking her emotions. She doesn't have any food or anything, but it's just like copying exactly what she does. Um, so these keep on happening. The occurrences become more frequent. And as each occurrence comes on, it seems like the aberration is getting more and more autonomy. So mm. when it starts out, he's simply mimicking. Mm. Um, but then we get to times like this certain occurrence where she had a substitute teacher watching her class while she worked with some other kids outside in the garden. Um, and then she comes back in and relieves the substitute teacher, and, you know, resumes teaching the class. But the kids in the class looked outside and she's still there in the garden, mm. and this other teacher is just staring at them. So this kept happening. Eventually, the kids were like, we don't want this lady here, and she was asked to leave and never come back. Yeah, say what? I don't know if I'd want two teachers in the same. It's like, yeah. oh, double homework. <laughs> yeah, but her, her doppelganger is like, we're going to have another quiz. No. No. <laughs> Um, let's roll into some more music, yeah? Yeah, why not? Let's listen to Meet the Creeper by Destroy All Monsters. Yes. Hey, 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 we're back. And just a little reminder, you're listening to Grim Creepers on KSFS Radio. I'm Inez Flores. And I'm Camille Hoffman. Welcome back to the show. Um, so I have one more little doppelganger story here to finish us off. And mm -hmm. it's short. Sweet, simple, to the and point. super spooky. Oh, yes. All right. So this is a story of Victoria Brandon, uh, who is a paranormal author. And, and now, I don't know if this is causation, correlation. A lot of paranormal stuff happens to paranormal authors. Yeah. And I, I'm wondering, do they become authors because they've had all these weird uh, occurrences? Or do they bring more occurrences upon them because they're constantly thinking about and, uh, you know, commun like uh, being part of these realms? That's a good question. And they also seek out places that are known to have more paranormal activity. So maybe right? it's just a matter of the fact that they are like going looking for trouble. Right. And like if your brain jelly is already thinking about ghosts in other dimensions, like it's easy for more stuff to penetrate that jelly and like mm, penetrating the... jelly <laughs> that's almost as suggestive as goat sucker <laughs> this week's episode brought to you by penetrating jelly <laughs> okay so... we should get some kind of like sex toy website to sponsor us that would be perfect adam and eve yeah adam and eve we're waiting for Hit you us up so Victoria Brandon, one day she's driving down the street um, when she sees a semi-truck careening down the street towards her. Um, it's driving the opposite side of the road and coming right at her. She quickly swerves off the road into a bank. But as she passes by the truck, she sees the driver is herself. And she's grinning evilly and locking eyes with yeah. her as the truck drives by. So she's essentially just like this doppelganger of me just tried to run me over in a semi-truck. It sounds like evil twins, kind of. Yeah, it's something right? like a lot of parallels there. It's like they've they, these doppelgangers definitely have sinister intentions and they like like grinning maniacally. Right? And like, and so that's also the sector of evil doppelgangers like like i said a lot of uh a lot of more traditional 
religions in history talk about spirit doubles as like a positive thing or transcending thing the stories that i like are all like and then she was in my closet grinning (laughs) evilly (laughs) it's kind of connected to changelings too which are fascinating and i would recommend that anyone look those up Ooh. Yeah, maybe a teaser for a future show also. Quite possibly. Now, I had another story that I was going to read. um, But funny thing about that one, the more I got into it, the more holes. And at first I was like, well, it's not this this particular one that I was going to read wasn't a true story anyway. It Mm. was written by someone I was going to let y'all know that. Um, but the further I got into it, the more holes popped up in the story. And by the time I got to the end, I was like, oh. This is incomprehensible. <laughs> yeah, I noticed kind of the same thing with uh, Madeline Tolentino's sighting because she has a lot of inconsistencies. If you actually read, I'll probably post a link on the blog somewhere. This It's this interview that she did with this UFO magazine. And she talks about how she saw the chupacabra uh, hop like a kangaroo, Ooh. float, <laughs> and also run. So like, which is it? What kind yeah, of right. mode How of does locomotion? This thing travel? Yeah. <laughs> well, it hops three times, and then it takes off floating. Yeah, it just needs the <laughs> oh, hops wait. to get it airborne. Yeah, right. It sprints. It's like sprints down the runway, and then hops twice, and then floats off. And we're going to be getting a bit of turbulence on this chupacabra <laughs> today. Mm. Please sit down and strap in. <laughs> and remember, no smoking on the chupacabra. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. All right, guys. Well, it looks like we're coming to the end here of another fantastic, fabulous, fabulous episode, which we'll actually be able to get on the air because I have had my little earphones plugged into this little recorder the whole time and it sounds crystal clear and we're actually going to have something for the SoundCloud for all of you who couldn't listen today. I'm Camille Hoffman. I'm Inez Flores. Stay tuned. Next up is the bus down. And don't forget... Grim Creepers, every Sunday from 1 to 2. Stay creepy. Stay creepy.